0: to the North and South of Things podcast, a show dedicated to discussion of topics important to the LGBT community and the community at large.
1: Here are your hosts, Mark and George. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the North and South of Things, because it's going to get warm in here, because this, (laughs) this is... 20 questions with George. You is, know what it is. Turnabout is fair play. Right. Is this a very special, like after school special kind of special? Uh, well, it depends on how you answer some of these questions, I guess. All right. I've been worried about this. Hit me. <laughs> okay. We're going to start off very much like we did uh, with my 20 questions show, which is the uh, Pivo questionnaire. Love it. Okay. George, what? is your favorite word? Um, I have no
0: reason to explain why it's my favorite word, but I just love it. And it is, uh, I think the Spanish word for library, la biblioteca. (laughs) La
1: biblioteca.
0: I don't know why. I just love it.
1: Well, it just kind of trips off the tongue. It does. What is your least favorite word?
0: Um, I probably should have anticipated you were going to ask these questions and prepare my (laughs) answers, but I didn't. How foolish it be. Um, I am going to say... uh, Abuse. Abuse. Yeah.
1: What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
0: Sunday morning. Um, There is something... And that has nothing to do with church or religion, um there's something about that 2 hour 3 hour window um, from 8 to 11 that I just find um the height of, you know, you know, calm, peace, serenity, contemplation, thought. Uh it's just a really good time and that tends to generate my creative ideas for work or personal or whatever. Yeah.
1: I happen to agree. I that's my favorite time in the week as well. Love it. What turns you off? Um All right. Uh yeah. What
0: turns me off? I'm going to go to a work thing. Um That whole adage about um a lack of planning on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on my part. <laughs> oh yeah. I have, uh, that is, it's unfortunately 80% of what I do. Um, we're a very small organization. We have a lot of people who are in a lot of different silos. Well, not in silos. We cross a lot of departments and, um, so it's a, in, in some ways it's very energetic and exciting and interesting, but there are times when you are hard pressed to get your own, uh, deadlines done and you get constant interruptions because somebody (laughs) didn't plan their appeal, their proposal. And, uh, yeah. So that whole last minute thing
1: is really not cool. Yeah. Drama. I refer to that as drama. Drama. (laughs) George, what is your favorite curse word? Um, um,
0: uh, it would have to be fuck <laughs> <laughs> I have had to apologize on more than one occasion <clears throat> At work uh, For it slipping out And that really is The fuck most fucked up thing I've seen Or <laughs> that person doesn't know What the fuck they're doing Yeah, it's fuck And I apologize reluctantly I should say when I say it
1: <laughs> Well, I, I have a sound file um, That I'll send you later <laughs> I think you might enjoy it Awesome, thanks <laughs> What sound or noise do you love? Um,
0: Wow, there's several.
1: Um, Someone
0: give you a couple because they're kind of all. I don't know if I could pick one over the other. Um, The sound, (laughs) the sound of that Keurig coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> finishing that last little squirt so that I can pick up a damn cup of coffee on a Sunday morning and drink my coffee alright um, and then I, I I love music I have um, I, I used to love music more than I seem to enjoy it today uh, and I don't know what's brought that about um, I used to do this little Radio George Um mm-hmm. I and, remember I did twenty five episodes of, and I don't consider myself in any shape, form, or fashion a DJ. Um, although I have had to DJ college dances and stuff like that when I was a college student, uh, but I've always enjoyed mixing. You know, it's the equivalent. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent of splicing an uh, audio cassette <laughs> with with scissors and tape. That's essentially <laughs> what, what I do, and. um You don't know how many times I've sat down since episode 25 to try and put episode 26 together, you know? With no real real intent to do it more regularly. Um, But it's like, I have a terabyte of music. We won't talk about where I got that. Um, In addition to my own iTunes library, I can't seem to find the songs that make an episode. And it's really weird. So I'm trying to re-engage the things that used to excite me about music because i i -hmm. hate the idea of not listening to music it's been so important in my life you know here to you know prior to this recent funk that i'm in so yeah Mm -hmm. anyway i cheated i gave you two all right
1: what sound or noise do you hate (laughs)
0: I think that should be plainly evident, Uh, the sound of uh, background fire engines in all of my fucking podcasts.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's right. Um, We have been informed by uh, the legal department of uh, the Turnip Style podcast uh, (laughs) that we are no longer able to use any sirens uh, because that's their shtick.
0: That's their stick. I will gladly notify the Atlanta Police Department and Fire <laughs> Department and the Rescue Squad and let them know of Turniped's uh, legal department's decision. I'm glad to notify them of that. And by the way, it's not just during the podcast. It's all fucking oh, hours of the day. Oh, the day and night. Yeah. Especially the night. Yeah. I mean, there are da- it seems like there are days when it... Um, it's almost... And, and by the way, it's first world problems, kid. I, I understand there are people in harm. I'm being in some ways silly about this, but I understand that there are people in jeopardy and the first responders need to get to those people and they have to use sirens. To, I, I am fully aware of the silliness of my you know, bitchy complaint. Um, but it is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, there are days when, I mean, obviously it's not predictable, right? And there are days when it feels like torture,
1: what profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt?
0: Um, would I like to attempt? <laughs> do yes. I, do, I have to be, do I have to be good at it?
1: <laughs> no, you don't have to succeed. Um, I, am, um,
0: I am immensely jealous of anybody with artistic ability, whether it be um, vocal um, or visual. Um, mm-hmm. particularly drawing and painting. Um, I'm so jealous of people who have that skill or talent or um, God-given ability, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I feel the same way about singing. I think there are just some people that it's a gift. I mean, I don't know how you describe it. I'm sure you could, a person could learn to sing and learn to draw and paint and all that, but mm-hmm. there are people who are just born with it. I was watching; I fell into a YouTube hole late last night watching. Um, I don't watch The Voice on TV, but occasionally I'll look at some of their videos on YouTube. And there was a kid. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he was from Kentucky or where, but he's really skinny, really long, luscious blonde hair. Mm. like so luscious somebody in the comments said um great voice what shampoo do you use (laughs) um
1: (laughs) plus right
0: (laughs) and he sang a version of um oh gosh the song from oh brother where art thou um
1: that's a great album what
0: is down to the river to pray oh no it wasn't that song but that's an uh, excellent song (laughs) it's the one um oh a man of constant sorrow man of constant sorrow this this young man sang that song and i'm like i'm sitting here with chills just retelling the story and i'm like that's got to be a gift you know how does somebody do that at his age that can just effortlessly yeah so anyway if i had anything any profession i'd like to try uh without any guarantee of success it would be um you know artistry of some type visual or performing
1: what profession would you not like to do?
0: Um, sheriff's deputy.
1: Sheriff's deputy.
0: Yeah. They tend to have to call on homes for domestic abuse, and mm-hmm. they also serve foreclosure notices.
1: So, ah, yeah, all right. I don't want to be any part of any of that. All right, the last of the Pavo questionnaire. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the Pearly Gates? Um, yeah.
0: I do not know. I I mean, I, welcome. <laughs> you know, um <clears throat> I, I it would be awesome to hear him say something that puts the foolishness of uh, religious nuts uh, as it relates to people who are gay and lesbian, mm-hmm. transgendered. Um, yeah, I think I just want to know that I was welcome. Of course, if I were at the gates, that would be a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> foregone <laughs> conclusion. Oh, sorry, let me pull this lever here. You're all welcome.
1: <laughs> all right, now we're going to get interesting. Oh, Lord, I'm going to need a drink of my beverage here. All right, question number 11. If a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be, and who would you cast to play you?
0: Um, genre.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it wouldn't be horror. Um, but, <laughs> probably could be, but it wouldn't be. Uh, I I don't really care for that. Um, it wouldn't be international spy thrillers. I'd love that, but it wouldn't be relevant. I suppose it would have to be, you know, what is the the current phrase? Not a not a, a rom com, but what's a a, a com <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic uh, slash a, a dramatic comedy, yeah, something like that. Um, detailing, you know, life of the kid raised in the coal fields. Um, <laughs> who goes to the big city. I don't know. George Jefferson and Louise moving on up. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, who would I cast to play me? Um, probably Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Okay. Yeah. He's easy on the ice. He's real easy <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> Jeremy
0: Renner would be another sort of...
1: Who was who that? Jeremy Renner. If you could, what things would you do to improve your country?
0: Um, Okay. Um, I would, to improve our country, um, would immediately implement um, term limits, um, redo campaign financing, eliminate gerrymandering, and reinstate um, the Voting Rights Act uh, pieces that have been sort of disbanded lately. Because if we're a democracy, we are meant to be equal, on equal footing. And all of these things take the voice away from people without money. uh, And they take the voting rights away. Or they discourage um, Mm -hmm. voting. They put roadblocks in ways, uh, in in the way of, of
1: people voting. So, yeah. Which newspapers do you read? How often do you read them? And how often do you watch the news? Um,
0: <laughs> Circa Sarah Palin. I read them all. <laughs> 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 this is my Katie Kirk moment. Um, I I definitely read the local Atlanta Journal Constitution, which is a daily. Um, and I read that either the physical paper or my iPad version. Um, I read the Wall Street Journal. Um, I have it daily at work, but I probably read it three times a week. Um, Mm -hmm. skim it for housing related, housing finance related stuff, given my work. Um, I I read the Atlanta Business Chronicle, which is a weekly. Um, I tend to read, like a lot of people, a lot of stuff online. Um, I go to the BBC News website a lot. um, And I have started reading more of The Guardian and The Intercept. Uh, Glenn Greenwald, who used to write for The Guardian and now is at, uh, I don't guess it's a startup now, but I think it was a startup when he joined them. Um, Glenn Greenwald is the one, one of the three reporters that broke the Snowden case. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was one of the people that Snowden confided in. Um, and so he's kind of led me to reading more of The Intercept, um, and, which is very progressive, very investigative. Uh, ProPublica. I read a lot of ProPublica. Uh, which is a ProPublica.org website, which is all investigative journalism, but not the gotcha kind. It's really about tracking how was recovery money used, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then I tend to follow a, a lot of article links in uh, Twitter and Facebook that take me to any variety of things. I, I used to read entertainment stuff. Um, that is um, essentially zero now. Mm-hmm. Yeah used to read Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone is actually uh, an amazing, uh, I, I would say 50% of all article clicks I do in Facebook are Rolling Stone articles having nothing to do with music or entertainment. Mm-hmm. They've got some really excellent writing.
1: Do you watch network news
0: at all? Um, th- not as much as I should. Um, no. No i I, really, I i really get it from the internet and uh print
1: okay what do you think the greatest invention of your lifetime is
0: wow hmm. the smartphone i i um i don't know that we will ever have um a single device that I'm sure you've seen these pictures and these memes and these images of all these things from the sixties, seventies and eighties mm-hmm. that were replaced by a smartphone.
1: <laughs> yes. Know, uh, yes, with,
0: I I have seen those. It's it's stunning. <laughs> I mean, it's a compass. It's a granted, if you were lost in the woods with no way of recharging your phone that would be useless but i mean it's Mm -hmm. a compass it's a calculator if you turn it sideways it's a it's a scientific calculator it's uh you know it's got a flashlight built in it's a a camera it's a it's a video camera it's um a voice message taker (laughs) it's a phone um it's an internet it's a computer um i'm not sure i'm not sure how we will top that in my lifetime
1: I I am just totally amazed that we have more computing power in our pockets than the entire mission to the moon.
0: That is stunning. That is that is yeah. That is that speaks volumes. Um, I have uh, I I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains where um, there were wa- there was one computer for each grade right mm. and in my school you had to be on the gifted and talented list to even use the computer wow and now <laughs> yeah computers are almost passé because kids spend so much time on their device mhm their smartphones it's crazy crazy
1: do you have one thing that you currently own that you wish you did not one thing that I
0: own that I wish I... That's a really good question.
1: Um, yeah.
0: My car. I wish I'd stuck with my Jeep so I didn't have a car payment. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and in some ways, I wish I could take the leap to be carless. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, its I'm not there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just not there. What is your greatest regret? Um
0: It's my regret it's my greatest regret, but I'm not sure I could have ever done anything about anything differently, but my greatest mm-hmm. regret is that um I didn't have a better relationship with my father. Mhm. But that was mostly on him. Um and, and, you know, just did a lot of things that alienated him from the rest of the family and, um, really bad things and, you know, never apologized for it. All he had to, all he had to do was ever admit and apologize. And that could have been better, but that was a non-starter for me. If he's not going to acknowledge the things that he's
1: done, then. Do you prefer to entertain with dinner parties or brunch and why? Uh,
0: I I can't say as I've had the opportunity to do either because my place is so small. I don't have a dining room. I have um, I have a um, a really large kitchen countertop and mm-hmm. and uh, really big heavy stool um, chairs. They're not really stools because they have full backs and whatnot. Uh, but it, it's not doesn't lend itself to a long meal. Um, like a dinner I have had people over for dinner but if I were answering that question in the hypothetical uh, I think definitely dinner mm-hmm. yeah brunch is special Um, but I, I, I find dinner to be a more special thing I love when I do cook for friends which isn't terribly often I, I mean that's I like to do something that's a special treat and that tends to lend itself more to dinner for some
1: reason than brunch staying in the kitchen uh what is the best dish that you can cook um do you have a specialty
0: i don't know that i do i think i cook a lot of things well um no i can and i tend to just sort of go from the hips just grabbing whatever flavor profile spices (laughs) and and herbs that i need i'd bake a lot of chicken breasts um uh which i love to just you know fresh ground pepper and salt uh, creole seasoning onion salt garlic powder um olive oil let it set for a while um, and I love that in a number of ways. I'll slice it thin and make a sandwich of it after it's baked, um, dice it up for a salad, um, or eat it with, you know, rice or something like that. Um, I do have this recipe from Ina Garden, uh, <laughs> that is really good. You have to be really careful of her recipes because I think sometimes she intentionally puts wrong numbers on things so, so, nobody will ever make it as good as she does <laughs> uh, and i I've been guilty of that <laughs> and, you know um, my uh favorite thing to attempt of hers is lobster paella um, oh yeah, but I've also switched that up. I think we talked about that particular recipe, yes, one of our yeah, choices. we did. Um, but sh- she's um it's a great reminder that you're you should treat every recipe as a Base kit, but you'll have to adjust it for your own flavor profiles because that recipe calls for like a third of a cup of Pernod, which is mm-hmm. liqueur, licorice liqueur, and I, you can't possibly tell me that that was meant to have a yeah. third of a cup of that because that is like eating black licorice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, anise. Right, anise. Exactly.
1: All right, this is our penultimate question, number nineteen.
0: By the way, I. I'm pretty sure I've lived most of my life thinking that that word means something other than
1: <laughs> next to the last, but anyway. Uh, you can have dinner with any one celebrity, famous person from history, politician, artist or author, living or dead. Who would it be, and what is the one question that you would ask them?
0: Um, this is a toss-up between... Um, Freddie Mercury of Queen and Jimmy Carter, (laughs) former president Jimmy Mm -hmm. Carter. Um, I'd probably edge toward... So I'll give you both answers. (laughs) I'd probably edge toward Freddie Mercury. Um, I just think he is such um, an outlier of musical greats uh, and what he achieved with the band Queen. Uh, But I'd love to ask him... Why he didn't come out? He never really came out, did he? He admitted that he had-
1: no. I, I I don't think he did.
0: Yeah. No. I think I think, without a doubt, that's probably from the entertainment side of things. That's who I would choose for that, and I'd want to know why he didn't feel the need to come out. And of course, me even thinking that that's the question I would ask is clearly filtered by today's lens. Mm-hmm. You know the lens of today versus the time he lived in, which was a completely different, um, completely different time in history. And Jimmy Carter, um, I'm just astounded at um, the president who was perceived as having accomplished um, nothing, and who over who, you know, and I and note I said perceived as I don't believe that. Uh, but uh occupied the White House at a time of great national strife, uh, both from the uh hostages and the mm-hmm. uh, energy crisis and and whatnot um and i I contrast that with what he do, what he's been doing since he and Rosalind have been working tirelessly on um, matters of international. Uh, voting rights and hu- international human rights. And um, she has a, a huge uh, interest in promoting mental health issues. And they are tireless advocates of Habitat for Humanity. Um, I mean, it's... And how old is the man? <laughs> I think he's in his 90s, and, isn't and he? He's, and he's still... He's still trying Yeah. Unlike George W. Bush, who's painting pictures of dogs in a bathroom, you know, (laughs) and I say that tongue in cheek, but I mean that in some way, you know, um, Bill Clinton, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sold that what his work of the Clinton, I mean, I think he's working hard too, and he has done, I think a lot with the Clinton global health initiative. Um, in some ways, I, f- I feel that Jimmy Carter is more passionate about what he does and has probably been made more of a difference. Um, but I would love to ask President Carter, w- knowing what he knows now, what would he do different in his presidency on those issues of the uh, the hostages
1: and the, uh, mm-hmm. the energy crisis? A very admirable man. Yeah, for sure. Okay, which brings us to our last question. And it's a question that you asked me. And it is, you're stranded on a desert island. What one book and one album do you have and why? Wow. Should have seen that coming. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, this might surprise you. I want to say the album would be something by Phil Collins. Okay. Uh, um, I don't know if it'd be No Jacket Required or if it'd be one of the Genesis albums. Um, there's, a, there's a timelessness to that sound of his. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I would even choose that over Queen. Those who know what a fan I am of Queen, mm-hmm. that might surprise them. But there's something about the fact that I can play that <laughs> I mean, and when it comes to it down to it, it's practicality. I, it's something that I can play over and over again and not really ever get tired of.
1: Excellent. Um, and your book choice?
0: Uh, well, it wouldn't be the complete works of Shakespeare. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm nowhere near as well-read as you. Um, again, I tend to be practical in my reading, not that Shakespeare's not practical. Um. Oh, what you didn't say? Novel? You said what book? Right?
1: What book? You can choose nonfiction, (laughs) fiction.
0: I'm going to say I would have the book "How to Survive on a (laughs) Stranger on a Desert
1: (laughs) Island." Oh, we got to the end with only one cop out. All right.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer for that.
1: Um. If you did have to choose one, which one would it be?
0: It would, it would I mean, this is kind of a cop-out, too, but it, it, it would have to be a science book about plant life.
1: Okay, so botany.
0: Yeah, botany.
1: <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> well, dear audience, that is the end of 20 Questions with George from atlanta and i am mark from st paul we want to thank you for joining us and go ahead and get into touch with us if you have any other questions you'd like to know from us and or any other comments you have about our show we'd really appreciate hearing from you
0: have a great day mark
1: you too george
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the north and south of things more information available at north and south Follow Mark on Twitter at laughing Buddha. that's L-A-F-F-I-N-G-B-U-D-D-H-A. And George at George in Atlanta. Our podcast theme music is provided by podcastthemes.com.